The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I went out to, to Beijing. I ended up winning the bronze medal. Um, and I, a big part of that I felt like was because I didn't feel worthy of the gold. Um, I felt like I had let God down. I had let myself down, let my family down. I didn't tell a lot of people other than my husband and my mom. Not even my coach knew at the time what was going on with me. And, um, and so I was just really, really broken. Find out what slowed down the fastest American woman in history, Sonia Richards-Ross, next on Life Today. Betty's not here. Randy, our son, is here. I'm James Robinson. Life today, we welcome you. Betty's got some challenges with the knee that's making it hard for her to get around. We think we're really getting close to getting through it, so just keep praying. This lady here doesn't have any problem with her knees and running. <laughs> and the title of her book is called Chasing Grace. And if anybody could chase it, of course, it's chasing us too. But if anybody could chase it, it would be Sonia Richards-Ross. Sonia's an Olympic champion. Sonia has some records that are the world records uh, longstanding and not likely to ever be broken. Uh, the fastest man that's ever lived is from her country, Mr. Bolt. Mm -hmm. and he knows this lady can run. <laughs> but she has a, uh, a real testimony of grace. And I want you to listen to her. Uh, I told her before we came out here, she's beautiful through and through in every way. She's a champion, but she's gonna to talk to you about the greatest champion, the one who gives us grace. And I want you to welcome, I want you to give Sonia a great welcome to life today. Would you do that? Sonia, I'm glad to see you. Oh, James, thank you so much for having me. I am so happy to be here, Randy. It's just such a thrill. Thank you so much. It's good and you brought your aunt from Florida. Yes. She says she watches us all the time. And I mean, she was so glad to see us. <laughs> I know disappointed Betty in here. Yeah. But she's such a sweetheart. Thank you. What do you call her aunt what? My aunt Faye. Okay. And um, my mom was originally supposed to come with me, and I ditched her for my aunt. <laughs> and she's in the mom, audience. Mom, you get over it, okay? <laughs> I love you, Mom. <laughs> but my Aunt Faye, when she heard I was coming, she was like, I picked the perfect weekend to be in Texas. <laughs> That's great. So thank you for being so warm and just so wonderful, and I, I couldn't be happier to be here. I want you to tell your story because uh, you uh, paid a not necessarily wise price, let's mm -hmm. say, to run. Mm -hmm. Tell us about it. <sighs> just gonna jump right in it? Yeah, just okay. jump right in because we need grace. <laughs> yeah, so true. Um, so uh, it was 2008 and I was going to the Olympics. Um, I had become pro in 2005 and was the world number one at the 400 for four consecutive years leading into the Olympics. Um, the heavy favorite to win, um, I was dating my now husband for about five or six years. At that point, we were engaged. A football not, player. Yep, that played for the New York Giants. the Dallas Cowboys hearts more than once. We won't talk about that but here. we have Dallas. to have grace so we can forgive him. <laughs> tell, tell everybody his name. Uh, Aaron Ross, my okay. husband. Hey, Aaron. College sweethearts. Um, and he had an amazing career in the NFL. Um, but I was headed um, to the Olympics, and right before I left for Beijing, I found out I was pregnant. And... 
As you can imagine, um, it was, you know, it's supposed to be one of the happiest times of your life. Um, but um, it, for me, I felt like it wasn't the right time. And so as a woman who had tried to be um, the best Christian that I could be for my entire life and always kind of felt like I was doing really well and um, was making God proud for the first time, I feel like life wasn't just black and white anymore. It had gotten gray for me and I wasn't sure which way to go. And, um, and it was really, really difficult. And, you know, I, I know it's hard to say that when you are going through this time that I was very prayerful. Um, and um, I decided to, to have an abortion. And um, it was really hard for me. And I remember um, thinking to myself, you know, how did I end up here? How am I, how am I in this clinic? And um, I boarded a plane to Beijing the day after I terminated my pregnancy. And it was the first time in my life I realized that I wasn't running this race um, to win a gold medal. I wasn't competing against seven other women. I was in a race for my soul, for my life. And I was physically ready to win, um, but I was not emotionally and spiritually in a place to win. And so um, I went out to, to Beijing. I ended up winning the bronze medal. Um, and I, a big part of that I felt like was because I didn't feel worthy of the gold. Um, I felt like I had let God down, I had let myself down, let my family down. I didn't tell a lot of people other than my husband and my mom, not even my coach knew at the time what was going on with me. And, um, and so I was just really, really broken. And when I think about um, that time in my life and the reason I landed on this title, Chasing Grace, is because it was the time in my life when I felt God's grace most profoundly. Um, I'll never forget it. After I won the bronze, I didn't want to go back to the village. I was so disappointed. Felt like I had lost the gold medal, and so I wanted to be with my family. So I got on the bus, the public bus, to get to my family. That They were about five minutes away in a rented apartment. And I was crying so hard, I could barely see through uh, my eyes. And I get on this bus, and I realize I'm going in the wrong direction. So I jump off the bus, and I literally feel like my internal turmoil is now my external experience. I'm in this strange place. No one speaks English, and I'm lost. And I'll never forget it. I felt the love of God. I felt Jesus just wrap his arms around mm -hmm. me. And I felt forgiven before I even had the courage to ask him for it. And I realized in that moment um, that that was why I had that experience. Um, I felt like before I was a Christian and I had this relationship with God, but nothing like that. And for me, it made me realize that I cannot run this race called life without God. And whenever I get off track or whenever I try to do it by myself, I realize that I'm just like everyone else. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to fall short. But when I lean into God, when I trust him, um, you know, I'm able to run the, the best race that I can. So when you write Chasing Grace, and you've already said you got a whole download of it right there. Yeah. You made a mistake. You did go on. Yeah. You did go on and win yeah. more championships. Yes. You did win several gold medals. I did. Mm -hmm. In the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And uh, you and your husband are rejoicing over your your precious child. Yeah. And uh, y'all have a nice company in Austin. Yeah. I mean, they have a limo service. If yeah. they wanted to find it, what, yeah. what's it called? Um, our limo services service is called Ross Elite Chauffeur Service. So it's rosselite.com um, if you wanted to find us in Austin. But what I did want to say, James, too, was that I didn't mention, too, is that after um, I lost the 400 in Beijing and I was home and I had that experience and I stayed home for two days and I was talking to God and, and just really loving on God and I felt his love, 
I stepped back on the track two days later um, to run, or four days later, I, I'm, I'm sorry, to run the four by four. And our team had always gotten the baton in first. We were always like, usually when I run the anchor leg for Team USA, it's kind of like a victory lap. And for the first time, I got the stick behind. I was behind the Russian team. And I had this resolve in my spirit, but I also had this peace and I was able to bring my team back from behind and we won gold. And what it ultimately <laughs> taught me was that God wants us to have the victory. Mm-hmm. And so for me, after that moment, I went on and um, like you said, I won other gold medals. Um, but for me, it was so much less. It wasn't about the gold medals. It was about running with God mm-hmm. and, and trusting him that he put in my spirit that I was going to be an Olympic champion when I was seven years old. And he fulfilled his promises in my life. And wow. Even though I had some ups and downs and some highs and some lows, you know, ultimately, and the reason I named the book Chasing Grace is that all my life I was chasing, chasing medals, chasing records. But the one thing I'm most grateful that I ran into is God's grace. And that's why you wrote the book. And that's why I wrote the book. And you want people to get it. And I told you when we were visiting earlier that you were gifted to communicate. Your whole countenance communicates. Thank you. Don't you agree you can just see glory and grace? Can you all see glory and grace on on Sunday? I, I can just see it. And I know all our viewers can. What, what do you feel like if, if you wanted our viewers uh, to uh, be able to communicate with you? Yes. Let's just say if they said to you, would you mind coming and sharing about grace oh in our church? Yes. What, what website would you want them to go to? You can go to my website at sonyarichardross.com. You can email me at info at sonyarichardross.com. And I feel like that's where God wants me to be right now. I would love to be able to be in churches where people are searching for God and searching for answers to be able to share my story of God's grace. I feel like it would be the greatest blessing and opportunity of my life. So I would 100% love to hear from you. If you log on to my site, you can get a signed copy of the book as well. So um, yeah, that's how you can get in touch with me. So do you feel like now, are you doing, are you trying right now to, to support or do anything? What's what's on your heart right now to do that you might say people pray for me or maybe even help me do it? Yeah, um, you know, there's a couple of things that I'd love to do. Um, the first thing you mentioned, I'm a new mom and God restores. I have a five-month-old, beautiful, beautiful baby boy. And, you know, being a you mom. You think you'll be able to run? <laughs> I certainly hope so. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. We have one of those little walkers. Yeah. He's only five months. I think it's premature, but he is running around the house already and I'm watching his form and correcting him and coaching him. (laughs) Um, So being a mom is like my number one priority but I would love to be able to do more speaking engagements now that my, my son's almost six months we're traveling more so I would love for God to be able to use me or just to show me how he'd like to use me in that way to be able to communicate God's love with other people. Um, we've been doing some stuff with the book and doing signings. I still do some commentating for NBC. I was able to go to Rio and, and commentate with NBC for the Olympics, and I'm still doing that and work with Nike and stuff. So I keep myself busy. <laughs> All right, and, and, but you've already given us an address. Now, in your book, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned the, the four Ps. Yes. And then you even said you have another one that you want to mention. Just yes. tell us what those t- tell us what those pieces are. Absolutely. So even though in the book I'm very vulnerable and I share all of my experiences, good and bad, with God, ultimately this book is meant to be uh, inspirational and help you to run your best race with God. And so the four P's is actually the strategy that I learned from my coach, Coach Clyde Hart, that I think is the best coach in the world. He's at, in, down at Baylor. Um, and the four P's are push. Even though you went to Texas. Even though I went to Texas. But your Baylor got here. Yes. You see, it's Christian. Why, why don't Christians learn here? 
<laughs> Democrats and Republicans are exactly, in Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, and so the four Ps are push, pace, position, poise, and I'll just briefly talk about them. I feel like in life, whenever you have this big dream and big goal, you gotta push towards that goal. You gotta get up, you gotta get off your butt, you gotta work really hard to get there. And then you gotta pace yourself. You gotta find a rhythm that you can settle into so that you don't burn out. And then you gotta position yourself for success, which is one of the most important P's. It's, you know, do I have to move to California? Sometimes you gotta take a risk to be able to be in the position to be successful. And then you gotta stay poised. You gotta trust that you've done all the work. You gotta trust that God has you in the right place at the right time and you're uniquely positioned to do this thing that you know is in your heart to do. And the fifth P, this, the most important P, the silent P, is always stay prayerful. Because it doesn't matter how hard you've pushed, paced, positioned, and poised, if you're not in constant communication with God, none of those things will matter if you're not talking to Him. So those are the four P's that I share through the book that I think are how you can run your best race with God. Rainy, don't you love her spirit? I do, I do. She's, oh, well, uh, yeah. No, you're very, very encouraging to people. I, I have to ask, though, because you found yourself in name position. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult with yeah. your training. Mm -hmm. to, to, you know, this is your whole life training to run the Olympics. Yeah. You're pregnant. Yeah. The seventh P or sixth P. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of almost not fair yeah. to you in a sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I can understand how you would think, well, this is not right. I shouldn't right. be pregnant. Right. I've been training for something else and right. now, now I'm pregnant. Right. So then you terminate it yeah. and you regret it later. Yeah. You don't just run right by that. Mm -hmm. Something had to happen in your heart mm -hmm. where God did some serious healing and working yeah. so that you don't carry around shame, right. regret, yes. um, and just that wound. What did God yes. do in your life to, to move you to a place where you're yeah. ministering now? Thank you so much. Such a good question. And, you know, I think, like you said, initially I did feel all that shame and guilt and regret. And even today, sometimes when I talk about it or think about it or see my son, I still have those feelings. And I think for me, it was really just being open and honest and communicating. I remember the first time that I talked to my pastor about it. And it was, it was crazy because when I called my pastor from Beijing, I didn't tell him what was going on with me. And he said to me that sometimes we feel unworthy. And I thought, oh my God, like he knows because that's exactly what I was feeling. Right. And even though I didn't share it with him then, it took me a few years to share it with him. That was the first person that kind of helped me to kind of break down the walls and to understand that I'm not alone, that God is always with us. And then I had this amazing conversation with my husband who I didn't know was also carrying great shame and regret. You know, a lot of times you go through this, it's just the woman who thinks that we're experiencing this hurt and shame and the men carry it just as much. And my husband thought we weren't ever gonna get pregnant again. And we just had this amazing moment of prayer and just, um, asking God to truly forgive us. And I think what we have to do when you've asked for forgiveness is believe that God has forgiven you and then you forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I've been on that process and it's, it's never ending. I feel like there are times where I do kind of go a little bit low again and I feel like, why did I put myself in that situation? But then I come out on the other side and I know that God is with me and I'm human and he's forgiven me. And now it's time for me to use my testimonies to help other people. Absolutely. Just don't ever forget that when, when the Bible says that if we will confess our sins to yeah. Jesus, he is faithful and just to yes. forgive us. Amen. We get the faithful part because yeah. we think, oh, he's always very yeah. forgiving. But we don't, don't always get the just, just. part. He's justified. Mm -hmm. He is in right standing with God yeah. to forgive our yes. sins. Amen. So we don't have to carry around that, that burden of guilt and shame when he forgives us. Amen. 
If, if somebody reads the book, what would be your little prayer for that person who reads the book? What do you hope happens to them? Um, my prayer for everyone that reads the book is that they realize that sometimes in life we get so caught up with the things that we're doing. Um, it's like we're chasing, 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 and we're so lucky that we don't have to chase grace. God gives it to us freely. And so what I hope for people that read the book is that they do stay motivated, encouraged, they go after their goals and dreams, but they don't forget that the reason that they are able to achieve those things is because God allows us and walks with us. And, you know, even when you go through those low times in your life, he is still with you. And if you'll just turn to him and lean into him, you know, he's always there. So my prayer is that they'll achieve their dreams like I did. They'll stay focused, work hard, but that they'll invite God on the journey with them. You love this girl and her beautiful grace. Just a message. You are, you are just a... Tanya, we are doing something that... Uh, is really our viewers are the ones that got us doing it. We started rescuing people from sexual trafficking. Yes. It's really hard to believe that anybody would exploit little children or they take a girl captive and, mm -hmm. and then make her a prisoner yeah. and even get her hooked on drugs to control her. Terrible. But the love of God gives us an opportunity when we come together and we work together. We can literally reach these who are trafficked. Mm -hmm. We can rescue them. And with love, we can restore them. And here's the thing that's marvelous. If we do it together, working with the mission and relief workers that have just planted their life in the middle of this pain, we can rescue one for $128 per child, per person, per woman. And we can take care of them for a whole year. And then, of course, we'll ask you to take them another year if we're still having to walk through that process. But the thing about it is, some of the viewers, like you said, We'll match what you do. That's how much we believe. So if you will help rescue one, you'll rescue two. I want you to look. I want you to listen. Because this is pretty unbelievable. But you can be the miracle that is so deeply needed. And I think you're going to want to be. Watch it. I just wanted to explain why um, with this particular little girl that we're not showing her face. She's 11 years old. And so we want to do everything we can to, to protect her. So when you were just nine years old, something terrible happened to you one night. Why don't you tell us about that? ไอ้การนั้นมายังรอดตามปกติ <coughs> <coughs> I'm horrified by her story and the tragedy is she's not the only one. There are so many girls and here's what I think. 
If we don't defend her, if we don't say no to those vicious predators, and they, trust me, they are very well organized and they are very well funded. So we've got to get organized. We've got to get funded. It's time to let our righteous anger rise to the surface. There's some things that we can say, well, that's not good, but this is evil. This is absolutely evil from the pit of hell. And we cannot abandon these beautiful children who are longing to know that there's at least one person on this planet who cares for them. I want her to know it's you and it's me, and we're gonna fight for them in Jesus' name. You see Sheila walking there, and that's just like the arm of the Lord Jesus. Uh, the shepherd with the little sheep. Did you hear that uh, they got her when she was nine, and now she's 11, but she goes home and she's so poor, she collects cans and sells them, try to help her family. She's doing what we should all want to do, and that's help. She's a perfect example of reaching. These are the ones we reach. And, and by the way, she's going to be safe. She's not going to have to keep collecting cans and they're not going to get her back. See, that's what's called reach and rescue. And those mission reef workers are not going to take their arm from around her. And now then we can actually get them out and take them to a place that's a safe haven. They can't get them back. You've made that happen. And we do it by one child or one person at a time, $128, we rescue, we reach them, rescue them, and restore them. And that's a year. And right now we've targeted 2,500 that we want to rescue. But our viewers, some of them said, we'll match. We will match to double that to 5,000. So if you can help give the amount to rescue one of $128, it'll be two. Or if you say, James, I don't even have 128, 64 will be doubled and you'll rescue one. And we ask everyone who can, and I'm grateful to say I will do this by the grace of God, rescue 10 with a gift of $1,280. There are many of you who can do that. You'll find great joy in doing it. Some of you can say, well, I can even do more than that. I know you will if you can. But if you give the 1,280, you're not just rescuing 10 now, it's 20 because it's doubled. It is amazing what God can do. Randy, you... I know because you got four beautiful children. Yeah. And you got a tremendous amount of love and you got a lot of, you know, now you're having some little, nep little nephew and nieces. Yeah. What does your heart say when you say as, this? As a father of daughters, uh, we've seen these stories now for years and it always, it just kind of bothers me. It breaks my heart. But when I saw that roll in, it was the sound of the little girl's voice. That's a child. That's a child. If we as Christians can't have the compassion to rescue a child, what good are we? We are salt that's lost its flavor if we can't reach into this world and rescue children. So I hope you will join us. We've got everything in place to do it. We, we just can't do it alone. Well, you really are the answer. Your answer to every prayer of every missionary and relief worker and every person that recognizes the situation. So here's what I'm asking you to do. Go online or dial that number. Always a prayer line for broken hearts. Paid for by love. 
and if you go online or dial the number, take I want you to get a bank card, and I want you to use it the proper way, like it's a check. And I'm asking you to make the greatest gift of love you can right now. If you can help us rescue several, just know that the number you can reach out to, it'll be doubled. If there's any way you can rescue 10 with a $1,280 gift, we want to send you the beautiful, beautiful Thomas Kincaid Bridge of Faith. It's a beautiful canvas, beautiful picture to say thank you because you've given someone a bridge of hope and life. It'll be doubled to 20. $128 will not reach one now, but two. So at whatever level you can help, please, Go online or dial the number and you release the love of God with that gift. It changes everything. Thank you for doing it. Innocent children and young people longing to be loved and cared for are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators. Their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Through Mission Rescue Life, you can reach out to warn children vulnerable to sex traffickers. You can help rescue those already enslaved. And you can help restore young lives and give them a future. And now, a generous opportunity of a $320,000 matching gift means your gift of $128 to help rescue a child will be matched to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 rescue gift will be doubled to $64. With your gift, we'll send you the Age of Promise. Randy Robison reveals 10 promises woven through all of Scripture that will transform the way you view God, yourself, and others. With your gift of $128 or more, you'll receive the Prayer is Powerful wood plaque. This unique Scripture art piece is printed on premium birchwood, a beautiful reminder of the power of prayer. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children and you may request the beautiful Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today. Well, you're giving the indescribable gift of freedom and life. We are sending for any gift the uh, Age of Promise, and then uh, we have the beautiful uh, prayer uh, plaque that is just beautiful to display, and what a great promise. But if you would like to have Sonia's book, Chasing Grace. What a blessing it'll be. You can get it online. You can get it in the bookstores. But if you'll help us rescue and, you know, and really reach and restore all of these precious ones, and you want the book, you say, James, would you send it to me? I'm, I'm, I'm going to help. We'll be glad to. And I want you all in the studio to join me and Randy in saying a great big thanks to Sonia for being here to bless us all. Let us see the grace of God. <laughs> Thank you. You stay in touch with us, okay? Let us know what's I'll happening. be back. You'll be back. Yeah. I want you to. I want you to come back. Thank all of you so much. Thanks for watching. Thanks for caring and sharing.
Are you concerned about your family being ill-equipped to manage resources when you pass away? Do you want to leave a legacy gift that impacts the lives of others? As a free service to our friends and partners, Life Planning Services, a ministry of Life Outreach International, is here to help with your estate planning needs and chart your financial future. Do not put off this important step to protect your loved ones and leave a lasting legacy. Contact Life Planning Services today. It hit me so strong and the Lord said, if you're gonna get through this, you're going to have to love like you've never been hurt. Next week, Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.